<laughs> nice. All right, tabletop antibodies, take three. This is tabletop antibodies. The concept is we work as antibodies to sift through all the tabletop information out there and attach only to the good stuff. Blah blah blah. That we bring it to you. I'm Taylor. Joining me is Joshua and Tracy. Say the things. Hey, what's Hi. up? There you go. Good job. Third time's the charm. We will talk about some tabletop news, some Kickstarters, and other gaming things. We'll try to keep it short and sweet and on to the point. Hopefully, you hear about something you like and check it out. So the beginning of it, we'll talk about conventions. And there's only two that are of note. There's one in Washington called the OrcaCon. I don't know if you guys have heard about it. And people listening will because for some reason, Washington is our second most listened to area behind California. So people in Washington, hey, kitty, kitty, people in Washington, January 8th, 10th, we'll go there. It has things of note. Brian Macklin, fade core designer. I don't know if you guys remember seeing his name on some books or whatever. Wow. Chris Pramus, the Green Ronin Publishing, Mutants and Masterminds, mm. Warhammer, stuff like that. The age system. Nice. See, you do know some stuff. <laughs> that was that was in question? It was. Okay, well, I'm glad we got not, that. It case. is no longer, though. It is not. Yeah. It has been answered. Yeah, this one has mainly guest of notes. And also, if anybody actually goes to this, I want them to message us and let us know because I like to know about conventions and things if you guys haven't picked it up already. What do you guys like when you go to conventions? Well, I still have to go to one so I can figure out what I like or not. The appeal, of course, is just the dedication of gaming. You know, all the new people bringing the new stuff and all the people that have been in the game game for a long time, showing off new games, old games, actually learning how to play RPGs and even board games from the people that actually made them, meeting some heroes, you know. The sharing okay. of knowledge. For me, it's just the, the discovery. I mean, I go to a local invite-only board gaming con around here that gets around here being the Raleigh-Durham area, that gets around 150 to 200 people attending. And when I go, I will discover more games in a four-day period than I do the whole rest of the year. Now, is that one just games, or is it like special guests or whatever? Oh, that, that one is just gaming. Yeah, there's no special guests. They, there will be occasionally people that are showcasing some new game, typically not from a big game company, but more private people that are trying to start something small. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of that, there is one in Utah coming up January 15th to 18th. Like I said, if you if anybody goes, I want to hear about it. Bryce Khan. I've never heard of it. I mean, instead of having special guests, it looks like it's like pure like gaming tabletop like you talked about. It has literally hundreds of games we're going to play, plus a game design contest, which I wrote in my notes is a segue to our <laughs> news part. Greater Than Games is having a, uh, and they're the guys that just sent us the multiverse and I think some other stuff, probably. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but uh, Greater Than Games is having a game design contest. I think I talked with Joshua about it. Uh, mm-hmm. It's based on puns. Like last year, they came up with Deck Builder, the deck building game. It's a deck building game where you make like a deck for your house or whatever. I need that. That is awesome. <laughs> yes. And this one, they're saying through January 18th, send them ideas for it's like a monkey box and something else. Basically, a game that will cost 10 to $20 for some kind of blank, the blank game. The example they gave in the contest listing was 
Trader Mechanic, the Trader Mechanic game, in which you have a group, you play a group of mechanics, and one of you is a trader. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about so one's a saboteur. If he's uh, fancy. A saboteur being someone that unfixes things. Yes. Ah. Nice. Yeah, I was thinking of game mechanic, the game mechanic game, where you're a game mechanic, and the game is where you put together a game, and it has like dice and cards and tiles and voting. And I'm trying to like the game you design in the game, you get more points for the different game mechanics you have in it. So basically, you're just going to trick the players into creating mechanics for you. Yeah, but then they'll pay me. <laughs> so that's how it works. What about you guys? Do you have any uh, upcoming things that you saw, some news, some gaming things that you're interested in, upcoming or newly released? Well, speaking of Greater Than Games, I know that on the forums they announced that they are considering new playtesters this month, January. The last time they did this on the forums and on Twitter, they had it up for about an hour and were so overwhelmed with responses of people wanting to be playtesters for all their games that they had to shut it down and just take that many people. Now, a lot of people actually at the end didn't even get in. So, Playtesting for what? Everything. Everything they make. Uh, new Sentinels expansions, the RPG that's coming out that they're in beta test with, as well as games like the Ninth Inning and um, I forget what their sci-fi setting is. But anything that Greater Than Games makes or co-makes that's in testing – they send to all the playtesters. Nice. What about you, Tracy? You know anything that's coming up or already released? A recently released game that I played that was really cool is called Mysterium. I'm sure you'll be in on a game of that soon. It's like, mm. if you know the game Dixit, or I've also heard it called yes. Deceit. Yeah. If you yeah. mix that with Clue, that's kind of what you're looking at, except it's sort of a co-op game also. Is it like the board? It's like a clue board, and then you guess things based on pictures? Well, actually, so you're in this big theater, and everyone playing is supposed to be like a clairvoyant or a psychic, and someone has been murdered. And of course. There's a ghost of the theater that is giving people clues, and there are suspects, and there's weapons, and there's rooms, and you get cards that are at each... You start with the suspect, and you get each person gets a different card that is a clue to which one it is. And then you move down to it, but each person gets a different suspect. And then you move to rooms and each person gets card clues for the rooms. When someone guesses which person or which room they think is theirs, everyone else guesses if they're right or wrong. And when you're right on someone being right or wrong, you get clairvoyance points that are useful at the end. Clairvoyance points. Yeah. Mysterium. I have to actually look that up. I will put that in the show notes. It's pretty cool. Uh, is there anything else that you guys have heard of that's worthy Nothing of yet. note? Nope. Tracy? Uh, a re-release that I recently purchased that I love is called Nefarious, where everyone is a mad scientist. <laughs> and you – sorry. I had to go for the laugh. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> I like it. laugh is I have to go for But the game is your – creating nefarious inventions to get points and you're sabotaging what other people are doing because they're also you're trying to be more evil than them and so you sabotage their evil stuff it's a re-release yes i don't it's been out 
it's released a long time ago and just recently it's come back out come back into print nice okay uh the only other one i have is an update on the dresden files cooperative card game i can't remember if i talked about that last month or not but they had just talked about it and we're play testing it the update now is that this month in january they're actually going to open up the kickstarter for it hey guess what speaking of kickstarter i have a segue <laughs> into our segment about kickstarters I'm pretty good at this note-taking thing. <laughs> uh, I saw a couple of them. Nothing really stuck out to me. There was one called Cities Up. It actually reminded of something, Josh, you, you told me about. It looks like a mix of resource management and Machi Koro, where you actually have these tiles and cards, and you put little cubes on them to build cities. Hmm. You build little cubes. I didn't see much else, but they had a nice video. And just for anybody listening, like if you want people to actually be interested, probably put up a decent video. Like if it doesn't have a video, most likely people aren't going to be that interested. Yeah, true. That is true. Um, even bad videos I'll still watch because at least you tried. But if it's just like a picture of like a monkey going, Hur! what does that tell me about the game? That doesn't tell me anything about the game. What about you guys? Do you see any good Kickstarters? Hadn't kept track of any new Kickstarters coming up that's uh, caught my eye. I haven't been on Kickstarter lately. I'm kind of broke right now. <laughs> oh, I am too, but I like looking at them. And I'm hoping people will get them and then tell me how great they are. Or eventually, I'll start interviewing some of these Kickstarter people, and then we can get some kind of, uh, you know, test version. Who knows? You don't know unless you ask. There's some other ones I saw. I like Killer Kittens. It's basically, it looks like it's doing the whole Exploding Kittens thing. It's Uno with cats, except you're Ninja Cats or something. And everybody gets nine lives. You get cards. And you try to take people out. There was also another one, Ultimate Dinosaur Fighting, which is exactly what it sounds like. Awesome. You have a dinosaur. Um, there's a hex grid. And your dinosaurs fight other people's dinosaur. And you can play cards to attack or defend or mutate and do things. It was pretty simple. There was another one called Stratosphere 2.0. And I'm going to try to explain it just because trying to explain it with just words is just not going to happen. It's a clear plastic foot square cube with holes for marbles and slots to slide things to to block other people's marbles from falling down. They describe it as a gravity game. Eh, whatever. But basically, it reminded me of that... Uh, did you guys ever play like pickup sticks or there was some kind of game Kerplunk. where is it Kerplunk where there was a tube and you stuck long toothpicks through it. Yeah. That's Kerplunk. Is it Kerplunk? It reminds I have no me. idea why I know that name, but yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I was trying to find it and I couldn't find it. This looks like just like a less complicated version of Kerplunk. It sounds like reverse Kerplunk. If you're trying to keep marbles from other people's marbles. Okay, that's right. You're trying to get other – so, yeah, you have, like, black marbles, and I have red marbles. I want the red marbles to come through, and you want the black ones. So it's kind of like Kerplunk, but in a clear cube. But I, I actually just reminded me of Kerplunk, and then I wanted to play Kerplunk, which I doubt I ever played Kerplunk correctly. It was just put things in there and put marbles and – because I'm a child. I wish I remembered the name of it. Thinking of older games, recently someone was telling me about a – it's a type of role-playing game that involves basically a Jenga tower. Yes. <laughs> Joshua, you played that, didn't you? Yeah, no, go ahead, Tracy. 
Well, I don't remember a lot of details, but it's, their description was really cool that when you're doing different things in the game, you've got to, the uh, GM will tell you to move so many pieces. And if you know more about it, go ahead. Okay. Uh, the name of the game is Dread. Uh, it is actually featured on Will Wheaton's uh, tabletop game, uh, where he, or show, his YouTube show on Geek and Sundry, where he runs, and it's a horror based RPG. And the idea being that with Jenga, every time you do something that could potentially get you killed or be disastrous, you know, pull a piece out from the lower portions of the tower and put it on top. And this mechanic actually really does a great job of building stress and anxiety as you're playing the game because, you know, at first pulling a piece, putting it on the top is no big deal. You know, but as the, you know, the horror, the creepiness sets in and you know, it starts to become, okay, I'm going to die if I'm not really careful with this as, piece or that. As the dread builds, you would say? As yes. you're building a tower? Ooh, I wonder if they did that on purpose. I have no idea. What is I was also told that, well, when you pull a piece and the tower falls, you die. Yes. And then the GM gets to rebuild the tower, but they don't have to rebuild it from perfect from the, at the start. They can have it worse than that so yeah. that there's still dread even though someone died. You don't have to build up from the beginning. Correct. And then also they can uh, bring back, the, depending on the nature of the horror, they can bring back characters as NPCs, as ghosts or vampires or werewolves or whatever it is that killed them. Nice. So that's always interesting. And, of course, you can volunteer to knock over the tower to kill yourself to do something exciting to go out with a bang, so to speak. So it's not uh, an RPG where you're going to play multiple sessions with the same characters. But for a one-shot, it's a really good way to tell a horror or just spooky story. Nice. Hey, speaking of games we've played, it's a segue to the next segment of what games have you guys been playing? Well, there's Mysterium, of course. Another one I've picked up recently that it's been out for a couple of years, maybe since 2012, but it's a lot of fun, is called Android Netrunner. Uh, and a lot of people just know it as Netrunner, which nice. is that the one we it's played? It's a living Joshua? card game. I think I played one with Joshua, where you're the, you're the company or your hackers. That's it. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I like the idea. Well, I tried Magic: The Gathering for a while, which is fun, but I have trouble keeping up with that because you're always buying packs and hoping you get certain cards, or you're buying them individually yeah. online. And this is a living card game, which the difference between that and a collectible card game is at any point, you can go out and buy a complete set. They come out with a new set, you just buy a box that has all the cards in that set. Nice. And anyone can more or less have access to all the new cards right after they come out, if they go buy the new box. And basically it allows everyone to be building decks from the same starting point, from the same resources. And then I also like it because it's unbalanced. And yeah, there's the corporation and there's the hacker. And they have different abilities and different resources and different tactics. And I find it really interesting. Yeah, I like that game. Uh, I like it too. Uh, it's it's one of those I could play with my wife as a two-player. And I, I love that I'm balancing as well. Just 
the whether you're the hacker or the corporation, they play completely differently. They feel different, and that's actually really great for a two-player game because normal two-player games, whoever's better at whatever the game is, is usually going to win. Right. But with this, it plays to two different people that have two different strengths. Well, I also like how the the different corporations and the different hackers have different abilities and strengths as well. So mm-hmm. you can even whichever side you're playing, you can have a deck that suits you more. Yeah. Nice. I've been uh, playing a game I really enjoyed that was really depressing. Was called The Grizzled. I think I was telling Joshua about this. I don't know if you've heard about it, Tracy. It's a card game, cooperative card game, where you play French soldiers during World War One, and you're just trying to survive. You're not trying to win battles. You're trying to survive battles. And then basically, you start and you have some cards, and you have a winning pile and a losing pile. And whichever pile is empty at the end of the round, you you win or lose. So, like, the fun thing is, like, you get these conditions, like, uh, depressed or shell-shocked. And you, it's it's different mechanics that work like that. But what I really liked is we played, and during a round, we would we would take all the cards off of the, uh, the winning side. So we could see the dove flying and the war over. We could see we had hope. But by the ah. end of the round, we had to put cards back on top of that. And each time we would keep drawing from the dead side. So every round we got to the point where we could see, we could see hope, we could feel it and taste it, but then we died and it was great. It was super depressing, but fun. (laughs) And uh, I also played Burgle Bros. Have you guys heard of this? It sounds familiar, but. It's made by the guy that did Paperback, the the Dominion-like spelling game. But this one is a tile placement uh, cooperative heist game where the tiles are placed randomly and you and a team go through this three story. We didn't play because I mean, we did play, but we didn't win because the second floor we got to was all traps, but basically everybody has a, a goal, like a, a special ability and you work together to try to do this heist. It's really fun. Once again, we lost, but I, I still had a lot of fun. And then I also got someone to play Mr. President, which is one of my favorite games. I don't know if I've gotten Tracy to play it yet. No, no, I'll have to get you to play it. Joshua's okay with it. Me and his wife like like it a lot more. True. But yeah, I got some other people to play it. And it's it's a game from 1960s where you can play a wide variety of rich old white men and run for president. And it's actually, for some weird part, real fun. I think the most fun I have is doing the presidential debates. You just kind of role play them. It's not the game whatsoever, it just... <laughs> role players were playing it, so then we decided to start role playing that. So, where are you guys going to start like playing this month? Anything planned? Oh yeah, definitely. I've been playing uh, Boss Monsters card game, uh, where you're doing the whole uh, you know run through the dungeon arcade. Oh, and I like you're that. Playing the bad guys and the heroes. Yeah, that through. was fun. And I've been playing the. Um, just the alpha version, really, of the Sentinels RPG. Planning to play that one a lot more, hopefully this month, but we'll see how that goes. That was very fun. For me, a couple of games, well, recently I've been playing, and I hope to be playing it more, is Roll for the Galaxy. It's is that a spin- the dice version of... Of Race for the Galaxy. Okay, yeah. And I'll, I'm not sure that it's as balanced quite as well as Race for the Galaxy, 
but I enjoy it more because everyone is acting simultaneously. Everyone has dice, they roll, and behind a little, you have a little cardboard stand that you can do stuff behind, and you place your dice on what you're going to do, and everyone reveals, Ah, and everyone's acting at once, I've rather put, than taking turns around. Is, is Race for the Galaxy, like, is it actually balanced? If you played it more than me, I get lost. I'm not any good at that game because I play well, it and then I lose. With both of them, there is some advantage or disadvantage depending on what worlds you randomly start with. Okay, yeah. And then that one usually get cards, but I guess you get the dice instead. Yeah. I have noticed a a lot of like uh, dice games coming out. There's also a mm. a tote. There was a oh, I wish I knew the name. I should have recorded. There was a there was actually a Euro game I enjoyed, which is weird because I usually don't like those. But it was basically you get tokens of certain people and you build the city and you work as traders. But it was I think it goes along with the like it's uh, some games are dice bag building and other ones are like token bag building. It was a token right. bag building game. Is that Marco Polo? No, it was not Marco Polo. I played a, a token building game recently. Well, a few months ago that was brand new at the time but yeah it was a game where you put the people in the you put tokens of people in a bag and then you draw out depending on how many nights you have the people and they do different things hey someone email me and tell me because i have a mm-hmm. picture on twitter and i never got the name of it but it was fun i managed to win somehow which was really weird yeah you're right it's not marco polo but it, i know what game you're about because i have played that recently okay i get some games they run together if it, I played them all at the same time, and I haven't played them since then. Yeah. I'll probably never play it again since I won, and then it's a Euro game. So I won. Yay! But uh, one I know I'm going to play, what I'm scheduled to play, is that Ghostbusters RPG from like 1980-something, 90-something. I am most excited about that. I'm scheduled to play it. It's going to happen this month. And I want to play a Ray-type character. I don't want to play just like the Ghostbusters, but I want to play a Ray-type character. You know, he's all excited and happy about the paranormal. I think that'll be awesome. Makes sense. Another game that I played recently and I'm excited to play more is called Ricochet Robots. I played that. Actually, yeah, I played that in the last month. It just, it's like cracked for my brain. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it, but I can, it definitely favors people who've played it before. Yeah. Because I played with a group of five people and the two people that played before won, they won all but one of them. And I was like, wow, I like this. But yeah, it definitely, you have to get your brain in that one. You have to get your brain working. I like the, uh, I guess it's what, physical, spa- you know, spatial. I like the spatial aspect of it. What about you guys? What um, what do you wish you could play this month that you don't know if you will or not? I have an idea, but I'm going to save it. <laughs> I guess I'm hoping to play a little more uh, Star Trek RPG. And since it's the new year... I'm also start. I'm hoping to start up just you know a campaign of something this year. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I don't know what yet. I haven't put a lot of thought into it, but man, I'm really hey, ready to start running something again. You're you're very sweet about the Star Trek, but that's that will be ending soon, and you have your chance to run something. Yeah, so, because I'm I'm not running something. <laughs> what about you, Tracy? I'm definitely excited about playing more RPGs, the Ghostbusters, and more Star Trek. Who knows what will follow. Nice. I just wish I could play... I want to play the Dresden Files cooperative card game. 
and I, I wish I could play more ladies and gentlemen. I did not get it for Christmas. I thought I would, but I'm not complaining. I'll just get it myself. Yay, I'm being a, adults. Yay. I'm afraid that I'll get it and then it won't be as much fun. So I'm a little apprehensive. <laughs> like maybe I've built it up too much in my head, but I'm know it'll be good. So there's nothing else you guys you wish you could play? Nope, that's it for now. Any kind of hypothetical game that someone should make so we can play it? Uh, any kind of legacy game. They've come out with a couple so far, Risk Legacy and Pandemic Legacy. The game Pandemic that changes Legacy as you play it. is one that is actually would be on my list of that I would like to play and I don't know if I will be able to. Yes. I liked Risk Legacy. I played it with some people. We got to the 14th game out of is it 15? I think it's I think you play 15 rounds or whatever. And at that point, somebody was guaranteed first. I was guaranteed second. Someone was guaranteed third. Someone else was guaranteed fourth. So we're like, whatever. But we like it. I'd like to play Pandemic Legacy. Oh, I've also played uh, Pandemic Dice. I don't know if you guys played that. It's just a dice version of Pandemic. I think I actually like it better just because it has dice. Is it cooperative still? Yeah, it's the same game. Okay. Just it's smaller and you don't I don't know, it's something you'd have to check out. Oh, I I would also like to play Pathfinder the card game if someone would quit going to Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, man, you can come to Arkansas and play it. We've got it here. It's it's a lot of fun to play, particularly with the group that's willing to play the same characters through the campaign. Yeah. That's a blast. Man. Who would do that? There, that sounds like not a nice person. That's so mean. Well, anyway, so we're not going to be mean to people. You guys have anything to say as we sign off and be nice to people? I think that sums it up. Yeah. yeah. That's all. Be That's nice right? to people. Oh, be nice to people. You're so nice, Joshua. He's, Don't he's... be that guy or that <laughs> girl. <laughs> so yeah, don't be that guy. That's not cool. I guess is the sign off. It's not cool. All right, laters. See ya. See ya. Thank you for listening to Tabletop Antibodies. If there's any information, tabletop gaming news, whatever it is you'd like to bring to our attention, you can do that at burneverythinggaming at gmod.com. You can also find us at Twitter at burneverythingg or just our Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. Keep enjoying.